Record. 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 Nice. Also, I'm eating dinner. Okay. okay. I will say, mm -hmm. maybe we can implement this in the next one. Uh -huh. But um, I could hear your chewing <laughs> in the, in the other so episode. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you should eat dinner. You should eat dinner. <laughs> we're, still, we're still in the exploratory phase of this place. You should eat. But I'm saying for the next one, candid feedback, I'm not sure. Yeah, 50% of our audience thinks that I should stop eating during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, it's a... Uh, what's one out of 2.5? That's two out of five. That's 40%. Actually, it's 40% of our audience. Yeah. So, true. you know, take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a big chunk. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I I feel like because also the mic is so close to me here, it's like catching all of the everything. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, it guys. Is, it is um, hashtag real. Yeah. It's real, but we don't want to hear it. Yeah. But that's okay. No, no. I'm halfway done with this, so I'll finish in like five minutes, and then we'll be good. Don't. No need to rush. No need to rush. Chew your, chew your food, girl. When we get more official, people aren't going to want to hear this. <laughs> I mean, maybe some okay. ASMR folks. Oh. Know? Maybe this is good for some people. Maybe, yeah, maybe this caters to a wider audience. Yeah. <laughs> Diversify our audience. Okay, I'm going to turn off some lights. I've got a lot of lights going on. Okay. I feel like you have a lot of energy today. Like, in a good way. Do I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. That's not a good audio either. That's okay. I also want to figure out how to, like, record audio just for my laptop. Because then I think your audio will be a bit louder. Yeah, I mean, ideally we would each have a podcast mic. <laughs> right, right. But this is like so... You know how people say like, um, we're, get we're getting something off the ground? Mm -hmm. like, this is so on the ground right now. Yeah. It feels like we're, like, brute force algorithming this. Yeah, literally nothing matters. Yeah. But that's okay. They say get started, get good, and then get smart. So we're getting started right now. And then later oh. we'll get good, and then we'll get smart about it. I, I like it. It's like, that's, like, kind of how a lot of things go. Like, you just have to get started, and then you can get good at it. And then once you get good at it, then you can start optimizing. Mm. So we're just in the getting started stage. I feel like I tend to get started and then get frustrated that I'm not getting good mm. and then try to get smart before I've gotten good mm. and be mad that I don't know how to be smart about it. Mm. Yeah. So yours is like, get started, get frustrated, try to yeah. get smart, get disappointed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the more realistic version of it. The circle of life. Room. Um. Okay. So, agenda. Yes. 
Should we do a little check-in? Yeah, let's do some live updates. On the moods? Okay, you go first, so I can finish this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. I'm currently making some tea. I had a pretty busy week. There's a lot, been a lot of dance. There's going to be a lot of dance in April, because our showcase is uh, on the 29th. And... So this whole month is a lot of rehearsal. I'm in a bunch of different pieces. Um, I have to re remember a lot of choreo. And so right now my, my main priorities are sleep, work, and dance. So anything outside of that is kind of just like, I'm putting no pressure on myself to get right. Um, which is nice. I feel like I should adopt that mentality more. Like, I feel like having that mentality, I usually adopt that mentality in like stressful, short, stressful periods of time. Like if I know I'm going to have a really busy like week of something, mm -hmm. then I'll ease up on the pressure on everything else and be like, okay, I just need to make sure I get enough sleep and I just need to make sure I do this thing right. And yeah. everything else is like, whatever mm -hmm. and every time I do that I realize that it's such a it's such a better way to treat myself mm -hmm. like yeah not putting pressure on I, I realize I'm putting so much pressure on everything like I like in non-stressful weeks I feel like I have to get the sleep right get the work right get the social life right like Mm -hmm. Get my extracurriculars right, and also work out, and cook, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, right now it's just sleep, work, and dance. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It, like, it makes sense that everything can be a priority, but sometimes, like, I know I do it too, like, sometimes I just try to make everything... A priority to like get it yeah. right yeah no yeah. i like that wait can we talk about why you're eating dinner at 9 p.m yes we actually can i need to start eating dinner earlier it's because for one the like eating schedule here is super pushback so like people will eat breakfast and they'll eat lunch at two and they'll eat dinner at between like eight to nine usually okay but in addition to that I've been going to salsa and bachata classes every, oh. usually every Tuesday, Thursday. And today I went to like two back-to-back -back classes because I needed to use up my pass before this weekend. And so it was like 6.30 to 7.30, 7.30, 8.30. And then I came back and then ate. Okay, nice. But, and then the last time I had this like speaking, it was like a language exchange event from 7 to 9. So then I like went to 7, 7 to 8.30 and then came back and ate. But I should eat earlier, and then... I should just eat lunch earlier. I think that's the problem. Because I eat at 2. I don't think that, I don't think it's a problem. I'm just... If, as Question. long as you're... You know. Well, it's a problem because I sleep pretty early. So then I'm, like, full. Mm -hmm. And then an hour later I go to bed. But... That's the reason. Mm. Wow. I miss Are you girl. still cooking? I am, yeah. Today I made like a 
I was trying to make a pot. I was like trying to make pasta and then I think I just overcooked the ingredients. So then it ended up more as like a stew, but it's actually pretty good. Mm. Nice. I think it's because I used meat in it, honestly. That umami. That umami. Yeah. I was talking to someone mm. on my dance team about plant-based diets mm-hmm. and um she eats a mostly plant-based diet but it's like kind of loose like she'll be times or if someone like cooks her a homemade meal she'll eat that um but she was saying like being on a plant-based diet gives her so much more energy and i've read mm-hmm. that before and i've heard people say that before yeah so i'm trying to eat slightly more plant-based mm-hmm. but Ugh, meat is so good. Meat is so good. And there are some dishes that just, like, have meat in them, and meat, the meat's, like, a core part of it. Like, replacing yep. it or just not cooking without it just takes away the whole dish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, meat is so filling so fast. Like, I yeah. can eat, like, five pieces of chicken and feel really good, but the plant equivalent of that is, like... 10 heads of broccoli and yeah. 50 pounds of broccoli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And, yeah. And it also just, it, like, adds a lot to a dish. Like, I feel like the reason why I couldn't give it up is because, I don't know, I think culturally there are so many dishes that I feel like I would miss out on if I weren't able to eat meat. Mm. But. Yeah. Yeah. But eating less of it is doable yeah yeah at work i get this beyond burger like beyond meat burger Mm -hmm. and sweet potato fries the lunch lunch. it's actually it actually is pretty good like i got that day for lunch and then in the afternoon i felt like okay i got a little bit sleepy but generally okay Mm -hmm. but yesterday i got this like sesame garlic chicken with rice mm. and in the afternoon I was like slumped. Mm. Yeah. So. Listening to our bodies. Yeah. All in moderation. Honestly, that's the answer to everything. It's all a balance. Like yeah. any, any extreme in anything is not good. Like it's all a balance. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Actually, I think I asked someone this question a long time ago. I was like, what is one extreme that it's, like, better to be at the extreme than a mix of the two sides? And the mm-hmm. only thing we could figure out was, like, getting a 100 on a test. Like, you, you <laughs> the best is getting a 100 on a test. You don't want to, like, be balanced. But, like, with anything else, I feel like it's better to be somewhere between the two ends than on either of the ends. Hmm. That's a great question. I was thinking about how good of a question asker you are the other day because I was like, I was half, I was like sitting with, I forgot if it was a friend or someone I didn't know as well or like someone on my dance. I forgot who I was with, Mm. but I was with someone and the conversation wasn't, was like surface level. It wasn't like, it wasn't awkward. Mm. But I was like, I wish I could, like, 
ask a thought-provoking question right now that mm-hmm. we could unpack, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't, and I was like, if Om were here, she'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I have, like, a bank of questions that I don't have answers to, and they're just, like, sitting in my brain. Um, And then, yeah, I guess, like, oftentimes I'll just, like, pick from the same questions because I haven't had resolutions to them yet, but thanks, girly. Sometimes there, I know some people who are, like, too thought-provoking, you know? Like, you'll be in conversation about, and you just wanted to, like, keep it chill, but then they'll, like really try to be deep or like introspective and yeah sometimes like, sometimes i'm like i don't want like we don't we don't need to put that much energy into this right now but like i get yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> also if we're shouting out each other i have a shout out for you you know how like the whole my truth thing so good it's just so good like i tell it to as many people as i can i'm like my friend came up with this thing where we just say our truths. So, like, if we're deciding where to go for dinner, we just go, okay, everyone, like, say your truth. And then you say, okay, my truth is, I want to get Italian food tonight. My truth is, I actually don't care. And everyone's like, I like that. At first, they kind of, like, laugh at it because it's funny to be like, my truth is. But then they're like, honestly, I kind of like that. And I'm like, me too. I've been using that since my (laughs) friend told me. (laughs) So I like. Well, I can't take full credit for that because... That happened when I was in another group of people, and mm-hmm. they started doing it. And we started doing it as a joke, too. We were like, my truth is... and it, Yeah, because it's like a nice, funny way to yeah. be like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I like it, though. Yeah. It's And also, like, all ideas get passed on from somewhere. So, for me, sure. it's your idea. Okay. I'll take credit. <laughs> pass, I'll take credit for passing it along to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's good because it just, like, puts the barrier at zero. It's like, okay, none of this BS. Like, we're talking truth now. Everyone's on the same plane. What's yours? Yeah. Yeah. And also, lately, I've been adopting a little bit more of this mindset of, like, I mean, I'm still a fucking people pleaser, but (laughs) a little bit more of the mindset of, like, okay, if someone's uncomfortable or unhappy with something but they don't speak up about it and i've given them a chance to then yeah. that's on them yeah yeah that's a hard pill to swallow but like that's the truth yeah yeah because i myself would be that person that would disagree or not be on board and not say anything so like i really want like everybody to have the chance to speak up because yeah. because i would be the person who like doesn't speak up but that's yeah. the truth. It's like you have to speak up if something's not right because people can't read minds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's biggest insecurity is like what they... Uh, like, I'm also insecure about that. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm totally the type of person who doesn't stick up for what I actually want. And so I will make sure because I'm like, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like there's this trend in my life of just not trusting myself enough in general. Like, I think in general, like... Same more. Like, I just... mm, Like, I just have these things that I feel like I know are true to myself or, like, feel correct or feel right. And then I need somebody else to be like, 
yep that's the right call or like yeah that's the right decision and then that like pushes me to the 100% trust but like Mm -hmm. from the get-go there are very few things where I'm like I know this 100% for myself and like I feel confident in this oftentimes it's like 80% 90% and then like talking to a friend or like my dad or somebody else like pushes it up to the 100% so I just need to like trust and then okay I kind of got emotional I don't know if it was this week or last week because I was asking my dad for advice. I forgot on what. And, oh, it was about like, I was just feeling very aimless here. I'm like, what am I doing? Like my whole work is remote. I'm here for so long. Like, what's the point of all of this? And he gave me some good advice. And then after the call, I was like, he feels like this guiding light in my life. What will happen when he's not here anymore? Like, who is that going to be? I feel like that has to be myself. But I need to get to that level of trust that I put in his words in the same thing as my own words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a tender moment. I've had that moment too with my dad where I've hung up and been like, why am I crying? Yeah. 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 Dads. I feel like our dads are sim. I go to my dad for advice too. Yeah. And it's like... I feel like he always knows what to do and he yeah. always says well 98 percent of the time and he like always says stuff that makes me feel like grounded yeah and i've also had the thought of like damn like there's gonna be a day when i can't call him yeah oh yeah yeah it's, it's crazy crazy but about the um the trusting yourself thing mm-hmm. I have some theories about These why we like don't trust my, ourselves yeah of like why ex- someone else telling you mm. what you think like someone else validating you brings you to 100% yeah first of all I think it's super normal yeah um but second of all it's probably because like if someone else has if you get buy-in from someone else and your decision leads to something with like a negative consequence or something you can Mm -hmm. be like well i ran this by someone else like it's not on me someone Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. also thought this was a good idea so clearly like i'm not stupid yeah it's like a like a backup kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then um another thing is like i feel like people who trust themselves 100% and then, like, just go for things and, like, don't need as much external validation, probably have a history of doing that and seeing some success. Like, Mm -hmm. it's probably, like, they grew up, you know, marching to be their own drum, and they're like, okay, I'm just going to do what I want. And, like, when they fail, they're like, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And then Mm -hmm. when they succeed, they're like, okay, sometimes, like, when I trust my gut, it really works out for me. So they have evidence that if they trust themselves a hundred percent, when they it like it's possible for them to seek succeed. And when they fail, it's not as bad. Like they can pick themselves back up. It's not the end of the world. Whereas like, I'm the same, like I, I, I resonate with what you said. And I feel like it's probably because growing up, I was always like, I do something, I look at the adults to be like, is this right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then that would lead to 
success or failure and I'd be like okay that's you know someone else had my back this wasn't like a hundred percent me decision yeah 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 and I feel like because I'm thinking in the context of work I very much do the like I'm just gonna try one thing see if it works and if it doesn't I'm gonna pivot and do something else like I I have that mindset when it comes to work but then when it comes to like life decisions I feel like decisions that I make outside of the scope of work or like outside of the scope of like some self-contained thing it's like a reflection of me my identity my past experiences my opinions my beliefs like all summed up into one decision and so if that decision doesn't go well it's almost like a reflection poorly on me my identity my beliefs my all of these things and maybe that's why there's like a bit it feels bigger like it feels like there's a greater need for validation for that. Hmm, interesting. But it's like work decisions are like a different persona. You're almost like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A playground. Whereas in life, it's like the real deal. Like it's like me. You are you. Yeah. yeah it's like work. I... Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go. Go. Yeah. yeah. It's like my work self is like me, but just with the face of work. So, like, if work on messes up, okay, like, reflection on work on, but, like, that's fine. That's not, like, the whole part of me. But life decisions are, like, me fully. And so, maybe that, yeah, I don't know, maybe that's why it feels bigger, but. I almost feel opposite. I think I feel opposite. Yeah. In work, I'm so much more hesitant Mm-hmm. and a lot more likely to run every I want I if I could I would run every single decision I make at work by someone else yeah because I don't that's how badly I don't want to mess up yeah at work but in life I think I feel more okay with taking risks or like trusting my gut yeah I think interesting yeah also can we talk about work for a second just like as a concept yeah let's talk about work (laughs) so i have just like had this wave of like realization that one no company is perfect two no team is perfect like no company culture is perfect like there's going to be imperfections left and right choosing a job or choosing a company to be with is a matter of choosing like which challenges you're okay with dealing with from Mm. one perspective. And I was thinking about my experience at Skill Lab and I think it's actually a really, really positive and good work experience or it was. And so for whatever reason, like in the past two days or so, I've just had this like wave of, desire to like go back and work there after I'm done with this Mm. but I think I mean I definitely like it's the exploit versus explore thing like I definitely need to keep it as an option on the table keep all my doors open and then see how things play out over the next couple of months but I don't know it was this like thing that came to my mind that was like how much how much better can like work be you know like what is the optimal work environment or like yeah like what is it or like what is it for you what is it for me yeah i think it depends on what you want to get out of work yeah 
100%. I think it's person dependent. Like, if you want, if you want to optimize for money, yeah, you could get a better paying job. Yeah. If you want to optimize for work life separation, mm-hmm. then you'd want to get a job that you can you don't have to stress about outside of work. If you are going for fulfillment and challenge, you'd want to get something intellectually stimulating. Yeah. And I think it could also be different for the phase of life that you're in. So mm-hmm. like if after this whole Chile thing you feel super burnt out, I think it could be a great idea even though you're like quote unquote exploiting as as opposed to exploring like you're giving up the opportunity to explore new things yeah it could be really nice to go back to something you're familiar with and be able to catch your breath and like make some money and you know and then you could in a couple years you'd probably be in a different place you probably maybe you're bored and then at that point you're like okay i have x y and z skills i know what it's like to do these kinds of things like mm. I'm ready to explore again mm. yeah or after play you're like okay I I have energy and I have this new information about what kinds of things I like to do and what kinds of things I want to be doing mm. I'm gonna explore this knowing what that that a certain kind of environment is out there yeah and is possible and yeah. that you could return to yeah. like i think it's really situation dependent yeah that makes sense like it doesn't make a sense to make a call right now for how i'm going to be feeling nine months out yeah. from now yeah. yeah and there's no reason to be anxious about it yeah that makes sense i'm sensing a little bit of like i'm set like the feeling that i have is oddly it's like excitement almost. It's like I'm excited Ooh, to like right. finish this. I mean, that's like probably the negative part is like I'm ready to be done with this, but I'm ready to like <laughs> finish this and then just like start working and like start being at a company. Um, oh, like you, you are feeling, you are finding yourself excited at the possibility of going back to this company and yeah. you are like surprised that you're feeling this way yes yes okay yeah you hit no anxiety. on the head yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think the the anxiety maybe would come up if i was nearing the end of this and then i didn't want to go back and i also haven't explored anything yet but i think yeah it's like an excitement of actually now that I have separated myself like two months from the experience, actually I realized that it was actually a sorry, I just said actually so many times. It's a it was a positive one. And I think the things that I found negative about it or the things that I could complain about were actually pretty manageable. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I would say it's pretty rare to find Yeah. That. And I don't want, I don't want me just saying that sentence to make you feel like, oh, this is like a really rare thing. I need to hang on to it. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, no company's perfect. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah. 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 That's a, you, do you know like the cake analogy with relationships? No. So if you eat, like, let's say you have a slice of chocolate cake in front of you 
and you eat it. And you could have eaten 1,000 slices of cake before, or you could have eaten zero. It doesn't matter. If it's a good cake, you eat it, and you're like, this is a good cake. You just have this feeling that you know that something is good or something clicks with you, regardless of how much how many data points you've had in the past. And so people use this analogy for like being in a relationship where if you're in a good relationship or if you're with a good person, it doesn't matter if you've dated one person or zero people or a hundred people, like you just have this feeling that it works. And like that's and people say that that's enough to kind of like trust that. Which kind of goes against what Logan says in How to Not Die Alone, where she says, like, get your reps in, like, you want to be with a bunch of people, you want to kind of figure out what you want. This theory says that your gut feeling or, like, how you react to that person or that environment that they create is strong enough, and you should trust that. Okay, I actually feel like that's my, I, I didn't, that's not what I got from what Logan was saying in the book. Mm-hmm. I I took it as like maybe this is because I so resonated with like the hesitator mindset. I think she was saying to me what I got from it was like if you are hesitating because you don't think you're ready, mm-hmm. that's not a good enough reason to not start. Like mm-hmm. the reps the reps are to uh. are like not necessarily I mean, it is gathering data, but I do think she also says, like, you want to gauge how you feel with people, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, like, I think the, I think the, like, she, I think she does make a case for if you're maximizing, like, tone it down, and Mm -hmm. if you're hesitating, like, get the rep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the cake thing. My here's okay. Here's my thing though. I think my open question is that yeah, like I'm totally on board with if you're in something good and you know it. Mm-hmm. Like, stick with it. Great, stick with it. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could do that. Mm-hmm. I think what I would have trouble gauging for myself is like, what does good feel like? Mm-hmm. Like, is this good? Is this good or like? Yeah. That's well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I totally feel you. Like, yeah, or yeah. So I was talking to my friend mm-hmm. who's in a relationship and she was like, and this is her first relationship, mm. first like official like relationship. Mm. And she was saying that like the first date she went on with this person who is now her girlfriend, she was like, it was like like I know like it felt different. Mm-hmm. It felt different than the other day. It's like we have such good chemistry. They started dating. I mean, lesbians do commit really quickly, but like mm-hmm. they, it's been like a couple months. They've like said I love you to each other. I don't know how fast these things usually go. And there's not like a usual like everyone moves at their own pace and blah 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 blah. But mm. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. The way she was describing it was like, she knew. Yeah. And I just have never felt that way. And I don't think I'm someone who often feels that sure about something. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. I feel you. 
Is that along the lines of what you were going to say? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how sometimes you talk about, or you talk to people who have been married for however many years, and they met a long time ago, and they're like, I just met them, and, like, you just know. Like, you just know. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean that you know? Like, what's the threshold that you're looking for? Like, how the, like how do you know if they're, basically, like, you know that they're just, like, good enough, or they're, like, good enough, or, like, what is what does that look like? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I think, like, my issue is sometimes it'll, like, sometimes I don't know if the problem is the thing or it's me. Mm. So, like, in the example of, I'll take, like, a company or something. I can be, like, working in a job, and it'll feel, like, I'll be like, is this good enough? Like, is this good enough to stay in? And, like, maybe it is good enough, and the problem is me, that I'm not secure enough in my decision. Or maybe the problem is that it actually isn't good enough, and that's why I feel like I'm questioning myself. Like, I can never separate between the two. And maybe that's why I always seek external validation because I feel like I need another person's point of view to be like, no, you're like, you're the problem. Like, just be secure. This is actually a good situation. Or like, no, actually, like you should, you're saying the right things. You should get out of the situation. Mm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Okay. Like think of something where you feel like you made a decision and you were like, this is good enough for me, and I know that it is. Mm, okay. I can't think of anything. I literally <laughs> can't. <laughs> is that there have been decisions in my life that I've made not exactly on a whim, but like totally not super informed and they've turned out pretty good. Yeah. So then I'm like, is it just that I'm overthinking things? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe the truth is that people don't know if it's good enough or not, but they just, like, choose it anyways and then roll with the punches. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's, like, a perfect mix of, like, not having high expectations. Mm-hmm. And then being in the right place at the right time, and then you me and it's like a good initial vibe and then like things fall into place a certain way such that you like feel good things about that person and then you're willing to work through things because you have an initial baseline of goodness and that makes you think that it's good and more willing to invest Mm. in it and therefore Mm. make it better so maybe Mm. maybe it's all yeah like maybe it has to start with that first yeah. Rather than it comes after everything happens. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, for relationships, if you waited until, like, let's say, like, if X goes infinity, like, time is infinite, you can wait until the very, very end and be like, okay, they're good enough. Or, which doesn't happen, or you can just, like, decide preemptively that you have enough judgment to just say, okay, yeah, I think they're good enough. And then that commitment, like, makes things work. Yeah. 
I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, because think of like two different scenarios. Like one scenario is you are going on a first date with a person. You have no expectations. You're like kind of dreading it because you've been on so many dates before. Then you go on the date and they're like, oh my God, actually kind of attractive. And you sit down and like you make a little joke because you're not nervous because you are we're dreading this date. You didn't want to go in the first place. You make a little joke. They laugh. Yeah. And you like have a little bit of chemistry and then they make a joke and you laugh and you're actually wow you're having a good time and then at the end of the date you're like okay that went well like let's go on a second date and then the second date you're building off of the good things on the first date and then maybe like you happen to have good topics to talk about you are both having a good day and then like the good things just pile on and you're like i knew from the beginning like and then, mm-hmm. but then scenario number two is it's the exact same date, it's exact same two people, but you have a really high hopes and you're really nervous and you like, this is like date number one after a long dry spell and you have a lot of hopes on this date and mm-hmm. you like get there and by some happenstance like they they they're ten minutes late and mm-hmm. you, know, you have a really awkward first date and you're like maybe I'll give it another shot and then you have a second date and you're like okay this is okay and then but you know what you know what I mean like you you start off on the wrong foot yeah and you just doubt yourself every step of the way I don't know if that's a thing yeah I can see that but also like what happens if you're in a relationship for a while and then like there's some decision point of okay you either get married or you break up like Mm. If it's, like, going okay enough to be in, still in the relationship to get to that point, like, wh- what is the mm. protocol that you follow to be, like, okay, like, that mm. makes sense. Like, we can move forward with the decision versus not. As in, like, you know each other already. There's, like, been, mm. there's an average as opposed to, like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I can see that, like, in, in when you first meet someone, like, if things just... And, and a lot of it is, like, luck and timing. Like, if things just go well in the first part, you have this, like, very positive, romantic, like, memory of that. And I think that's what a lot of people maybe could say. Like, the whole, oh, I met them and, like, sparks fly. Or, like, I just knew that they were the one. Versus if it starts off on the wrong foot and then, like, builds into something good. Mm, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, I'm talking about the starting point, but you're talking about... The more you get to know a human, the more they kind of average out from your first impression. Yeah. And you're talking about later down the line when you've got a pretty good picture of who they are. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, like, I think we're both empaths. How do you know you're just not being, like, super empathetic to the person? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, let's say you're in a relationship and it feels good. And you just like feel for this person you care for this person like you're super understanding around them but like how do you know it's because you're in love with them or because you're just an empath and you've gotten to know them so well Mm. wowza i don't know well okay here's a tricky thought Mm -hmm. what if it doesn't matter. Like, what if it's the, all the same thing? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what if... What difference does it make if you are in love or if you are an empath and they also bring a lot of value into your life? 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, mm. yeah. Like, if someone's at this decision point and they're like, okay, do I love this person or am I just an empath? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is a totally valid question. It's a totally valid question. <laughs> the answer could be, it doesn't matter because it could be like, I'm an empath, but this person nurtures me, like, is a good communicator, um, xyz all these good things yeah and i understand them and i they're will they're giving a, a certain amount to me and i'm willing to give a certain amount to them and our life is beautiful blah 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 yeah is that equally as valid as like okay no i do love this person or is that the same thing i feel like you need to be an empath to be in love right like, you can't be in love but not be empathetic towards the person. What is love? Girl, that's the question of the lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I think, okay, well, I think love, like, the most recent definition in my head is... You choose to care for someone, be with someone, support with some, some support someone, appreciate, welcome, all of those things through the ups and downs of life and through the changes that that person will go through throughout life. I think love is like that choice to stick by someone's side through all of that. But, right... Like, a question that I've had for a long time is, like, what's the difference between you having your life partner be a romantic partner who you love romantically and a life partner being your best, 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 best friend that you love platonically? Like, is there a difference besides the physical aspect? Like, is there some kind of additional level that romantic love has beyond platonic love besides the physical stuff? it's more interesting yeah well is it more interesting it's a little it's a little, it's different it does feel different i think um, yeah these are big questions like 44 minutes of life updates <laughs> aren't we supposed to have a topic today yeah my topic was like well i had two topics one was work which we kind of touched on and the other one was death which we touched on maybe a little bit yeah what were your topics i had half a topic that we kind of already covered last time <laughs> that i just <laughs> thought of and then um i also had a little bit about work but it's more like ranty the rant, know, we, rant we, we can just keep talking about whatever we can talk about death if you want 
death is a okay i'm reading well two points on death one is i'm reading this book called being mortal which i think ashley recommended okay and yeah yeah, yeah. it's about it DC. yeah it's about um accepting death basically i i haven't gotten too far into it but it's it's an interesting read um, and the second thing is, sadly, my gra- my grandfather on my mom's side passed away, like, five or six days ago in Singapore. Oh. He was, like, in and out of the hospital for several months, and he had leukemia, and then he was in the hospital, and then he just, like, took his last breath, which is crazy. And so, all like, my mom and cousins and everyone were, like, flying to Singapore to do the funeral, which just ended. And I feel like it just, I don't know, death just always shakes. Yeah. Shakes me to the core, especially when it's close or closer. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think that generally I'm pretty accepting of death. Like, I accept the fact that it's part of life and that it happens to everybody and that's a given fact. Mm. But just the whole, like, the whole concept is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens after? Like, time just goes on forever, but you just don't exist. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm I'm, like, partly in the... I, I told my therapist this a couple days ago, and she was like, you're definitely grieving. And I was like, okay, Emily. But I think I'm partly in the, like, acceptance stage, and then I think there are some things that, like, I'll see, like, pictures are being sent in chats, or, like, I'll read some things, and then that those would be, like, the triggers that trigger more, like, sadness or kind of, like, loneliness of not being there right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I had no cohesive thoughts on that. But just the whole concept of life yeah. ending. Yeah. I'm sorry for your loss. Were you close with him? I was, I was, I, I wouldn't say like super close. But like the times that we did spend like, the summers that we did spend there, we would always stay in our grandparents' house, so, yeah, he, like, saw me grow up to an extent, and I think the language barrier was, was definitely something that, like, didn't bring us as close, but I think we had, like, mutual, we had, like, good shared experiences with each other, like, with, without even the communication, so, yeah. They, um... death is death does shake you it does and it, it does. people say like grief you don't you don't really get over it it mm-hmm. just is smaller some days and bigger other yeah. days and i really i i think that's true yeah yeah, yeah. it's scary to think about when that happens for people who are much closer to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've experienced it, you know, with people who 
are in my life, like, you know, I've lost a grandparent on both sides, and it's, it's, yeah, it is, like, I do grieve, but it's different, I feel. Yeah. I feel you. Like, I feel like, I mean, especially with, like, grandparents or, like, people of older age, it's, like, as you approach the older years, it's, like, it becomes more and more real. But I think I can't even imagine just, like, losing someone really close when they're not at that age yet. Like, that just... I feel like that would shake me in a completely different way. Yeah. 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 When I was 16, not 16, when, I don't know when this was. This was in high school. When I was in high school, mm-hmm. there was, oh, I don't think I was 16. I think this person was 16. Mm-hmm. But there's a person who went to my high school. She, and I went to high school in like, like wealthy white neighborhood not that nothing happens there but like it was like you know normal run-of-the-mill public school Mm. and um her parents both died on the same day my gosh yeah for different reasons or were they in the same like thing they were in the same situation dang yeah and it was I cannot imagine. Yeah. I cannot imagine. Same. Yeah. And like we went to school uh, she like went to school she was in school a couple days later too, like and everyone was like, Oh my god, like and our, some of our teacher, like, my psych teacher was, the next, like, the day after it happened, he, like, could not teach. He was, like, it is so tragic. And he was, like, you guys probably don't understand, but, like, when you have kids, like, I, and I was, like, I don't think I understand, but, like, I know this is really. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's, for me, it's, like, helpful to think about sometimes, like, to think about death sometimes, because it really is the one thing that puts everything into perspective for me. Yes. Like, it's the one thing that if I think about it for longer than 10 minutes or so, I'm, like, I can see what is important to me, and, like, I can, Mm -hmm. like, everything just gets put in its in the right places and it's yeah. the one thing that has that power like nothing else can do it so quickly yeah yeah oh, i totally agree with that yeah and also i maybe i should read some books about death because i i want to become more um comfortable with it yeah i think i'm very afraid yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What is the fear that you have? Well, the fear that I have is that I haven't done mm. what I wanted to do personally. 
and also, well, the fear for my my own death is that I haven't done everything I want to do, and also, I'm an only child, so, like, I don't, I have no idea what would happen to, with my parents if yeah. I died. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna knock on some wood, actually. Yeah, we're knocking on all the woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, like, for them, I don't know. It's just I feel like they've worked so hard their whole lives, and like, yeah, they've. I think they they've definitely had moments of enjoyment, but. I just feel like, I don't know if they've gotten to the good part. I, I don't know. I just, like, I, I can, and I want a better, I want us all to achieve some sort of thing or, like, reach some state where it's, like, okay, like, this is, this is a good life. Yeah. Like, I feel like I have, I feel like I've lived a good life. Like, if I die tomorrow, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. I would, I'm like, okay, like, my life is not shitty, you know? I've done some shit, you know? Like, I, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. But it would, I don't feel like I've lived a good, full life. And I want mm. that for myself and for my parents. Yeah. I've lived a good, full life. And I feel like they're still in some sort of, like, immigrant struggle, and it, yeah. 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 Yeah, and because it's so, like, because it's so unknown, like, you just never know when it's gonna happen, like, is that not a big enough reason to live the fullest that you can every day and then the summation of all of those is a full life no matter how much time it is yeah Yeah. they say how you live your days is how you live your life yeah but it's hard i mean yeah cap makes it really hard yeah yeah and i think it takes a lot of well Okay, on the one hand, it takes a lot of privilege to be able to live the way you want to live. Mm -hmm. But it also takes a lot of inner work, I think, to be content with what you have and to find fulfillment in what you have. Definitely. And a lot of people, you know, don't, don't have the energy, time, or tools, or space, or, like, mental health to be able to do the inner work yeah that's true like it's like the one thing that we can that we have control over to feel like we're living a full life but it's also not accessible to everyone all the time yeah and it's not intuitive I think Mm -hmm. like it's yeah yeah true yeah it's not intuitive to be like I'm going to appreciate everything that I have. Like, things that go wrong, they're going to make us feel shitty. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even, like, the... It's, like, those, like, Buddhist principles where, like, you... Like, everyone suffers, but you can let go of that suffering. And that's how you can kind of be content despite things, like, negative things happening to you. But it's not an intuitive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, if I think about work, a lot of a lot of anxiety that I experience stems from work and, like, knowing that... Uh, it's like, okay, yes, maybe I can stop worrying about work and I can stop being anxious about it and just be content with the pace that I'm going at and blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, like, if I slow down or if I release my anxiety, there's like a certain level of like, I might not accomplish as much. And that might, that might lead to, you know, me, like if we're being dramatic, losing the job and that leads to a loss of income and that leads to, I need to find something else. And then like, the truth of the matter is, if I don't have a source of income, I can't support myself or anyone else, and then they're suffering there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... Yeah. I really do want to be, like, I'm just going to let go and be happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the anxiety that I I feel like... And I don't know how right this mindset is, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I have this anxiety that I'm going to lose it. Mm -hmm. And that anxiety is preserving me, I almost feel. Mm. But you mean like the job? Yeah, it's like a self-preservation thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm self-correcting. I'm so, I ask for feedback. I'm, I like think about how I could have handled things better Mm-hmm. Not not for the betterment of the company. It's mm-hmm. self-preservation. Yeah. And if I didn't have that anxiety, like, you know, I'd be doing a shittier job. Mm-hmm. Frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know how healthy that is. Um... Yeah. I don't know. There's this podcast that I listened to about stress and like the stress like stress originated because of survival. Like you get stressed when there's a predator and that causes you to do your fight and flight response and like escape and survive. Like that's how it originated evolutionarily, but the same hormone like cortisol and similar levels, I think they said, are achieved whenever we're stressed today. So, like, if you're stressed for, like, a meeting or you're stressed about a presentation or anything, it's this, like, we're inducing in ourselves the same thing that an antelope would induce in itself if it was being chased by a lion. And they were saying in the podcast, like, those two situations are completely different. Like, you are not in a life or death situation, but you are inducing in yourself the same thing that you need in a life or death situation or, like, that we used to need in the past. And so I can see, but 
I think we induce it in ourselves because we can also see very far into the future and like we can do um what is it called like predictive thinking or like sequential thinking or something where we can say like okay but if I don't do well in this meeting then I'm gonna look badly and then this will happen and then eventually I'm not gonna have enough money and then I could die from that like after a few more steps and so like we think 100 steps ahead and yeah it is a life or death situation at the very end of the day but so many of those things have to happen to get there but we still have the same forethought that induces the stress Mm. which is probably not healthy but we do it yeah that is a really good point yeah like it's not wrong to feel anxious or stressed because at the end of the day like you're anxious or stressed because at one point this could be the cause of a life or life or death situation mm. but the distance that we are from that is much farther farther than if we were like an antelope running in the savannah <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah that's true uh... Yeah. The stakes just feel high. Yeah. 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 And it's fine. I think I am at a point where I do feel like I have a lot to lose. Well, in some ways I have nothing to lose. And in some ways I have a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. 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 Work, man. I will say, I I was having a little think today, and I was like, I hate being dependent on work. Yeah. And, but in order to lessen my dependency on work or stop depending on work, I will need additional sources of revenue mm-hmm. and income. Yeah. And in order to do that, I need to do things with my time and I need to get enough sleep and I need to make sure I'm healthy and I need to stop wasting my time on social media and I need to believe in myself. Like all these things that are good for me that I'm just not doing to the best of my ability mm-hmm. uh, I don't know it's kind of a fragmented thought but it, it kind of comes full circle in like I just don't want to be dependent on work yeah yeah maybe it's the work itself like when work feels less like a chore and more of a like, okay, I, I don't feel this way about the work that I'm currently doing by any means, but when I talk to Angela about the work that she's doing at the PT clinic, like, the way that she talks about it, she she says that it's a break from her work, and her work meaning, like, studying for the GRE. Like, going to work is a break for her, and I feel like if I had that perspective about it, then I would have a much healthier relationship with work. Mm. Yeah. It kind of depends, though. I will say, like, 
the environment and the role and the work you're actually doing. Like everything is kind of dependent. I, I, I don't think when it comes to work, you can force yourself to like any job. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think a lot of the, a lot of my anxiety comes from feeling like I am playing catch up in my role. Like I don't feel comfortably situated in my role. Like I don't feel a hundred percent confident that I, I am killing it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like I'm always riding the line of expectations. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm doing what I'm what is expected of me. Yeah. But there are there are sometimes where I exceed expectations, but there are sometimes where I maybe fall below expectations. Mm-hmm. But on average, I meet expectations, and I think for my mental health and the way just the way I operate Mm. I think for me to really feel secure I need to be operating above expectations yeah and for the expectations to catch up to me Mm -hmm. instead of the other way around yeah I'm the same yeah 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 and that I feel comes from the like choosing the right like kind of environment it's like a balance between people who care about the work and value you and you feel like you're filling like a yoon-shaped gap or like an on-shaped gap in the team Mm. and also like receiving that positive feedback too in because otherwise, like, you could be exceeding expectations, but then you'll never know because no one's going to tell you. But if your manager's like, that's awesome that you, like, did that, or, like, way to go. Like, that was earlier than expected. Yeah. And so a lot of it is culture, too. And also manager, yeah. like, is your manager that kind of person who will recognize when you go above and beyond? Or have, yeah. like, lower... Like, where do the expectations come from, like... I think it's also the, like, being a bigger fish in a smaller pond and, like, strategically choosing a smaller pond to play in because, like, I think for me, I was a small fish in a big pond at MIT, and I always had self-confidence issues there. When I was in high school, I felt like a big fish in a small pond, and when I was at Skill Lab, I felt like a big fish in a small pond. And in both of those, I mean, like, people say, oh, if you want to be challenged, like, if you want to grow, like, you should be a smaller fish in a bigger pond so you can learn from those people. But I think I really step into, like, a very self-confident, like, very leader, like, leadership person when I'm a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And I think I'm challenged in different ways, but I feel so much more secure in those environments. And I feel like I actually have more of an impact and I actually add more value Yeah. than if I were a small fish in a bigger pond. And you can be a small fish in a big pond, but it doesn't have to be in work. Like, I feel like I'm a small fish in a big pond, like when I'm speaking Spanish here in this Spanish-speaking country, or, like, when I'm taking dance classes at this dance studio, like, it doesn't have to be in the work context. I think work, because it takes so many hours in a day, like, you want to strategically choose an environment where you feel good in it, and then it's, like, a self-inducing cycle. You Like, you feel good in it, you feel good about work, it becomes less of a chore, you feel more motivated to do stuff for work because you feel good there, because you feel like you're contributing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I kind of, maybe part of it is that 
I don't I don't necessarily feel like I am a hundred percent seen and understood. Like I feel like I feel like I'm in an environment where like if I'm struggling, people will notice that I'm struggling and like try to boost me up and help me out and then you know at the end, at, at our retro, they'll be like, kudos to Yoon, who took on this really challenging thing and came out the other side and blah, 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 good job. Mm-hmm. But the little things aren't noticed as much. Mm-hmm. Like the care I take in writing something out for someone who doesn't have as much context. Or, like, I feel like I have to give myself credit. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to give myself credit, which mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people have to learn how to do in corporate America and yeah. in a bigger company, I think. Yeah. And in a fast-moving company, especially. Mm-hmm. But that's just not my strength, like giving myself credit and being loud. And, yeah. like, I struggle with even, like, replying on chat threads. Like, I struggle with speaking up in meetings yeah, I just don't, I guess I don't feel super empowered. And it's not that I don't feel unempowered. Mm-hmm. I just don't have, I don't feel the confidence of like, like, I, I think I know the feel. I the feeling you're talking about of like, I feel secure and confident, even in being wrong. Like I, mm-hmm. you would feel confident in being like, asking a question being like I actually don't understand this at all like what mm-hmm. is this I've been in situations where I'm like okay I actually don't know anything how can I figure this out and being confident in that and and I think I'm not in that kind of environment mm-hmm. yeah yeah and yeah and it, it honestly it's like the small things that really add up like the yeah, yeah, it's, like, when people recognize the small things you do or, like, just out of the blue, someone will be, like, you know what, like, I've, like, so many people on the team are, like, talking about you and, like, heard so many good things about you. Or like, just, it's, like, really the small things that add up. And yeah. every t- single time, like, something happens, it just makes you more confident or, like, more secure in that. And it makes you do even better because you have that security. Yeah. 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 And, okay, I'm I'm gonna stop me if I'm like I don't know being rambling, but um, I it really is the small things because I'm like just now trying to pinpoint it, and I feel like what it is is like I'll feel I'll like give my stand up update, and then the squad coach will be like okay, good, like, are you blocked or are you whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, no. Like, and then, and then, like, recently she asked me um, to give her feedback about someone else on my team. Mm-hmm. It was like, how is this person's code quality? Like, they're, I'm just noticing that, like, their tickets are taking longer and blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, I'll be told, like, 
everything is a team effort. We don't track individual cycle time. Like, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like it's like I'm told one thing and I'm being shown another. Mm. And so that makes me not believe the good things I'm being told. Like, mm. I got promoted. I got a raise. Like, I was told I'm super valuable to the team. I'm like such a good addition. I'm doing so well and blah, 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 blah. Mm. But in the day to day, I feel, I feel like I'm up against a clock. I feel like I have to use, I feel like I'm like, I don't know, constantly like, just like trying to catch a break, but always feeling like I have to be working Mm -hmm. when I'm at work. And I don't, and I feel like sometimes when I like give a suggestion or bring something up, it doesn't get acknowledged. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not feeling what I'm being told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really frustrating and I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. That is really frustrating, especially. Yeah, it just it just like makes you more insecure about like it's like a a snowball effect like the more back and forth you go the less trust you're gonna put in things that people say in the future and I think like the consistency is really important and you feel consistency like you see this in friendships too if if like a friend is really consistent in the way that they treat you in the way that they care for you it's embedded so deeply in all of their actions and their intentions and what they say that you like feel it when you interact with them. And it's the same thing with a team or the same thing with a company. Like it's just so embedded that like the micro things that are in your subconscious, they just like, they're all pointing towards the same thing. So if like some things are pointing to one thing and and others to the other, like it makes sense that you feel like you're in this limbo state where you have to guess what is actually true. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I should just trust my gut and be like, you know what, I'm being told one thing and I'm feeling another thing and that's probably what it is and I'm just gonna have to adapt to that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or And trust yourself that you know you're putting in good work or you're putting in your best foot forward today and that is good enough despite whatever expectations people have. Yeah. 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 But that goes back to the survival instinct of like my expectations of myself aren't enough. Like in order to survive, I need to meet the expectations of, mm. of others. Others. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I'm even thinking back to like, because I feel like I had a similar. I mean, it's a very different experience, but like when I was just the entire time at MIT, like I felt like. I would do well sometimes and then I wouldn't meet the mark other times. And like, I never felt secure in the entire experience because I was never consistently exceeding the expectations. Mm. And by the end of it, like what I needed was like, it's really hard to change your perspective and be like, 
I'm putting my best foot forward, but I get 60s on every exam. Like, that's just a hard pill to swallow. Like, you, like if the expectations are here, and or maybe they're here, but you're just not receiving the external validation, like, it's hard to have that confidence in yourself and be like, I'm still doing enough. And I think the change that I needed was, like, literally to just put myself in a different situation and, like, a different kind of environment to feel that self-confidence about it. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. I know. We covered a lot today. Also, I might go shower soon. Yeah, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. Yeah. I'm really trying to work on my sleep. Yeah, I support that. We had a thick conversation today. It was good, though. I'm, yeah. I'm happy and appreciate this a lot. Yeah. We just jumped right in. We did. We were like, all right, like, what's what's the vibe? And then we just, like, talked straight for an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't even say what's the vibe. We said, okay, let's do life updates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like we always have good conversations. We have good conversations, but we also... And, like, it's hard to do this in the virtual aspect, but in person. I always feel like we can just exist. Like, coexist. Mm -hmm. Which I appreciate. Me too. You're a good one, Yoon. You too. You're a good one. I feel really lucky that I met you. Oh my gosh. I don't want away. This is on record. Guys. <laughs> on record for the two and a half people listening. <laughs> Can we get that number up to three? Can we get that number up to four? <laughs> Any takers? Wait, Any remember take- when I messaged you that your humor is high tier? Like, you're actually really funny. I'm saying this, like, even from a, if I weren't your friend, like, I would still think this. I think you're actually really funny. Stop it. No, I'm for real. I'm for real. Sometimes you say stuff that I'm like, that is just so funny. Like, Did I become so a stand-up comedian? Honestly, maybe, yeah. Is that the gig? <laughs> I made some people laugh at the office today during lunch, like, several times. They, like, laughed pretty hard, and I was like, wow, I, I get more validation from this <laughs> than, like, submitting a code, <laughs> a, a, a piece of code. <laughs> That's your strength. No, you're funny. You're like witty but also funny and just like i don't know i just think you're funny well i really appreciate that and you also write well i'm having such bad writer's block lately actually though yeah for using brain yeah or in general i don't know i just i don't know maybe i just gotta maybe i just gotta like bite the bullet and write some bad bits and then they'll become better yeah you gotta get started and then get good and then get, get smart. good and get smart yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. it's just my period of time i'm like i think also it's like i get started and then like immediately i'm like okay well it's time to get good yeah. but i think my <laughs> gauge of the period of time it, it means to get started is like it needs to lengthen yeah, I'm I don't, the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I start something, and then one day later, I'm like, all right, like, we got this down. Time to, like, really get good at this. And it, yeah. I love, I've, like, just started the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
let me learn this thing. And then, like, two days later, I'm like, why the fuck don't I know how to do it yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are we crazy? Are we crazy? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe that'll help me with work, too, is, like, give myself more time to be a beginner. Mm. But then, but then, okay, it goes back to other, uh, these other bitches. Mm. I feel like they're expecting me to not be a beginner. But, like, are they really? That's true. I don't know. Also, we should sleep. Yeah, we should sleep. Okay, should we call them next week? Yes. Or whatever. Whenever, um, whenever. Whenever. Next week, I can do Thursday. Or I can also do Thursday. Should we just say Thursday, same time for no? Friday. <laughs> Let's do Thursday, same time. Okay, and then if we need to, if we want to change it or, like, push it to another week. Okay, you'd want to do nine still, or do eight? Um, I think nine, because I might go to the dance class again. Okay. Okay, I see in the calendar. Okay, this was a great call. Okay, go shower, I'm gonna brush my teeth. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk soon. Love you, Bresti. Bye, love you. Bye.